You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of B-School. Before we dive into today's content, I wanted to take a second to tell you about one of my favorite jewelry brands, Majori. I grew up with my mom always telling me to put on a pair of earrings to complete any outfit. And these days, my earrings that I'm wearing are almost exclusively Majori earrings. They're affordable, they're really high quality, and I just love them. So if you want to try Missouri out for yourself, you can go to taylorelease.com slash Missouri. You can see what my favorite pair of earrings is these days and also get 10% off your purchase. Cool. So let's dive into today's content. Today we're talking about imposter syndrome. I'm kind of nervous to talk about this. I'm going to be pretty honest, but I think it's worth sharing. I think it's a conversation that we need to have. And so I'm going to start by sharing my heart. I was talking to a potential coach a couple months ago, and I told her, you know, I don't really feel like I have imposter syndrome. I just feel like people are going to find me out. And anyone who's listening right now who actually knows the definition of imposter syndrome is like, LOL. What you just said, that is literally (laughs) imposter syndrome. Being afraid that people are going to find out, being afraid that you don't actually deserve the things that are happening. All of that is imposter syndrome. And it's something that I've been really battling with. So I publicly launched Inner Workout in October, and I've had some really cool opportunities since then. I've been able to do an event at the Lululemon Experiential Studio. I've done an event at The Wing. I partner with the Ace Hotel. I've had a Forbes article, coverage in the Chill Times, like so many amazing things happening. And yet there's still this nagging feeling that I'm not actually an entrepreneur. Like someone's going to come and revoke my entrepreneur club membership if they really knew what was going on beneath the surface. Even as I'm recording this, my Forbes article just came out on Sunday and people are being so supportive, so congratulatory. And I'm like, well, but it's not really that hard. I just sent an email with my story and the lady said, yes, she was interested in it. I didn't have to do that much. And Matt, being the partner that he is, was saying, yeah, but you had to craft that story and you had to build a business that was compelling enough for the woman to want to cover it. And that's an accomplishment. That's an achievement. But I noticed myself diminishing things. Or the other day I got an email saying that B-School is currently trending as a top self-improvement and education podcast. And it's like, wow, that that is really awesome. And this is in South Africa, not in America yet, but it's trending in South Africa currently. I'm like, I don't know how that happened. And I was trying to spend this time convincing myself that it wasn't real or I'd somehow like accidentally gamed the system. I don't know, but it just, my first thought wasn't, wow, this is a cool thing that I can celebrate. It was like, I don't actually deserve this. They actually meant to give this opportunity to someone else. And I got it by mistake. So 
all of those things that I've just mentioned, stories that I've talked about over the past few minutes, those are all how imposter syndrome shows up in my life. And it's not a new thing. It's not just with inner workout. It's not just with B-School. I felt imposter syndrome at events, both attending and speaking at them, in corporate meetings, in so many spaces. Like I'm trying to think of spaces where I haven't felt imposter syndrome before. That's probably the more rare thing. Me feeling like I don't belong or I snuck in the back door and I'm not actually supposed to be there. That's imposter syndrome. But I also wanted to give you a more technical definition. So I pulled this from the Harvard Business Review and I'm just going to read it. Imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. They seem unable to internalize their accomplishments, however successful they are in their field. High-achieving, highly successful people often suffer, so imposter syndrome doesn't equate with low self-esteem or a lack of self-confidence. In fact, some researchers have linked it with perfectionism, especially in women and among academics. Wow. So imposter syndrome doesn't mean that you don't have confidence in yourself. It doesn't mean that you're actually not successful. It's all this mental, the word that's coming to mind is game, but it's more like these tricks mentally that are happening in your mind where you're not able to actually own what's out there, own objective truth and see the ways that you are showing up successfully. There's also an additional layer of imposter syndrome that I've experienced by being a Black woman. I've been discounted in meetings, assumed not to be the decision maker when I was the decision maker, and that can start to wear on you as well. So there's already, if you've got imposter syndrome, that's going on mentally. And then for me as a Black woman, maybe you as a woman or whatever area where you may not have privilege, there's these other pieces that can start to wear on you and almost start to validate your imposter syndrome. Like, oh, that person didn't think that I was the actual decision maker. That must be because I'm not supposed to be here when really that's their problem. That's their bias that's showing up and is not in any way linked to you or your accomplishments. But a lot of times we can take it that way if we're already struggling with imposter syndrome. So I just want to tell you how I'm starting to fight back against imposter syndrome. These are the steps that I am taking to help myself believe that I'm allowed to show up in these rooms. I'm allowed to have cool collaborations and start to see people be impacted by my work. So one thing I've done is I have a note called win, 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 where I celebrate even the smallest of wins. And so these are things that I'm defining as wins, I get to decide. It's not by anyone else saying, oh yes, this counts as a win or no, this doesn't. I get to say this is a win or I see a certain impact that's happened that makes me excited. So I called it win, 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 win because I like that song by J-Rock. And it's just a little thing where it might be like, oh, this is the day where Inner Workouts Instagram hit 500 followers or today I got an email that said this. It could be so many different things, 
But it's just like, I want to pause and count this as a win because I could so easily keep moving past and saying, oh, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. But I pause and say, oh, no, this is a win. This is something that I deserve to be excited about. And I'm going to pause and I'm going to write it here. Sometimes I will maybe have a dance party afterwards. Or sometimes I will text someone, text Matt, text my parents and allow myself to be excited about it after I put it in the win, 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 win note. I like doing it in notes because I personally have an iPhone and I use a Mac so I can do it on my computer or on my phone and have those there to be excited about and to look back at. And it's really cool to see like I'm using the Instagram followers, even though this isn't the the most important metric. And but I'm this is just an easy one to say like, okay, I hit 500 Instagram followers on this date and now it's three months later and look at where we're at now. So it's just cool when you put those stakes in the ground, you can continue to see growth in a way that you can't if you just keep passing things by or keep thinking that you don't deserve it. So writing things down, really, really helpful for me. The second thing that I have is a warm fuzzies folder. So The difference between my win, 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 win is those are facts, collections, things that have happened. I define them as wins. My warm fuzzies folder is what people are saying for me. It's feedback from others. So I get to see where a deliverable or an email that I sent out made an impact on someone. And I have two warm fuzzies folders. So I have one in my email and If a client gives me some feedback or I send out an email newsletter and someone says, you know what, I really needed this, this made me think, or this really connected with me, I save that. I also have one on my phone and that's with screenshots. So I'll just screenshot maybe a DM that someone sent me on Instagram or a comment that someone made or something that I'm seeing and passing as I'm scrolling on my phone. That's worth remembering and is worth me coming back to, I put those in a warm fuzzies folder, a photo album on my phone. So those are really helpful. And I like having the balance of the win, 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 win note, which is all things that I define as success, the things that are important to me and are exciting to me. And then the warm fuzzies where I'm allowed to see or able to see how other people are responding to what I'm putting out there. And it gives me both perspectives. I don't want to put too much weight on what other people are saying about me. But at the same time, I do want to make sure that I'm making impact and that I'm connecting with others. And so in order to do that really well, I do need to be taking some level of feedback, both positive and negative feedback. And I've talked about feedback on the podcast before. It's always this balance of being able to filter through things and not have the feedback affect my worth, but also really value the fact that someone took a couple minutes of their time to tell me that they enjoyed or didn't enjoy something. Since we're talking about imposter syndrome, I'm really focusing on the more positive aspects of feedback. The third thing that I do is let my accomplishments speak for themselves. So write down really objectively everything that you've accomplished. Write it all down. Let that sink in. Think about if someone else had told you, had just told you, yeah, I achieved this. I got this degree or I helped turn around this program or I volunteered 
this many hours and was able to do this for a nonprofit, whatever is important to you. Write all of those things down. Pretend like someone else had just told you them and then allow the magnitude of the impact that you're having, allow the magnitude of your experience to really sink in and be proud of yourself. I've been really fortunate because I'm doing a lot of pitching. I'm doing a lot of applying to different programs. And so I have to write down milestones and accomplishments in my background all the time. And I noticed at first when I was doing it, I always wanted to add caveats. Like, well, I have this experience, but it doesn't really count all the way because of this. Or I have worked with this type of client, but I don't know. It was maybe a special case project. Like, I don't know if they would hire me again. Whatever. I'd always try it and discount it. No more of that. Allow yourself to write everything down and put it out there. Let your work speak for itself. Let your experience speak for itself and allow yourself to be so proud of what you've worked towards. No caveats, no ifs, ands, or buts. Just saying, this is what I did. That's kind of awesome. And be excited about it. Be really excited about it. This is probably like if you only did one of these things, I think this is really helpful because I'm able to go into rooms and introduce myself differently and own my expertise in a way that I did not feel comfortable doing before. But I did those things and I've had those experiences and I do get to embody those. And that's a a big way to combat imposter syndrome. The final thing that I'll share, and there are so many ways you can continue to combat imposter syndrome, but I just wanted to talk about the things that are working for me right now as we speak. The fourth one is to engage with people who are a few steps ahead of you. So I feel like I am fortunate enough to be in community with people who are at all different stages of the game. I'm in situations where I'm kind of helping people or giving advice. I'm in situations where I'm the least tenured in a field or the least experienced. And it's really helpful, especially for imposter syndrome, for me to be in places where I'm one of the people who are newer to the game. And maybe you have a community like that near you. Maybe you don't. I encourage you to listen to podcasts and have like a virtual mentor or find an in-person mentor. And you'll start to notice especially if you have someone who's willing to show up and be transparent, that they have all of this experience. Maybe they have 10 years more experience than you, 20 years more experience. They've worked with bigger clients than you can dream of working with right now. And you'll notice that a lot of times they still have things that they're insecure about, things that they still want to work on. And really, they just start to have next level problems. Like it's it's not that they ever fully move past anything. It's just the scale and the scope of what they're looking at is bigger. And for me, that was really heartening to know, okay, it's not just me. I'm not just doing everything wrong and I have imposter syndrome because I deserve to have imposter syndrome because I am an imposter. No, this is unfortunately something that a lot of people struggle with, especially women. So being able to be in community with women who are a few steps ahead, you can understand how they dealt with the imposter syndrome hurdles that you're experiencing right now 
And then you can also see how they are in real time dealing with whatever imposter syndrome hurdles they have at the level that they're at. So having that community is really important and has been really, I just can't overstate how helpful it's been for me to be in community with people at different stages of the game, but especially making sure that I have at least some people who are steps ahead of me. So that's my wrap up for imposter syndrome. I'm still in the weeds with it. It's something that I am working on every single day, but these four things have helped a ton that win-win-win-win note where I'm celebrating the things that I define as a win, the warm fuzzies folder where I'm allowing other people's feedback to be an encouragement to me and being able to go back through those, writing down my accomplishments really objectively, not allowing myself to have room for why something does or doesn't count, just stating the facts, and then finally being with people, being in community with people who are a little bit ahead of the game from me. So I hope this was helpful. I always want to show up on here just being honest about where I'm at, but also share the tools that are helping me in the process. So if you have any tools or resources that have been helpful for you as you battle imposter syndrome, feel free to send them to me either in a DM or an email. I would love to hear them and I would love to share them with the broader community. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.